Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast. This is episode 327. This is your guide to Geekside, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra. Joined by Charlie Carden. What's up? Wednesday evening. Okay, that, that, that was afternoon. <laughs> Whatever. I, you, you get where you get where I'm going with that. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, we are joined by uh, one of our um, ongoing members now with Secret Friends Unite, and that is Mr. Rich Davenport, co-host of Code Forty Seven. Hey guys, how's it going? What's going on, co-host buddy? I think my uh, official, as in my official title, peon, wasn't it peon? Like official peon? It's, it's contributor. Contributor. I'm sorry. Well, Aaron and I were kind of pushing for peon there the last time we oh, talked. Well, so. you know, I, whatever. <laughs> I can downgrade you if you'd like that. That's yes. <laughs> your 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 privileges have been downgraded. More than we're we're more than willing to pay you less and give you less <laughs> intro, you know, uh, attention. Uh, yeah, it's like contributing. It's like when there's like an article and they don't even like recognize the person. It's just from the staff. So <laughs> yeah. your staff, your staff, staff, sweet, all staff. All yeah. Staff. So um, Rich is joining us, and which is very timely because, um, folks, I don't know if you saw the special or listened to it. It's actually on YouTube right now. We also posted this across to all of our podcasts, which is a basically a very special Secret Friends news break, which uh, essentially launched our secretfriendsunite.com website created by Mark Carabin, populated by all three of myself, Mark, and Charlie, and soon to have more content beyond just a website and the podcast. So we're very excited about this and more to come. Uh, we'll talk about this more at the end of the show, basically talk about the website. But the ongoing goal is not just have the the uh, podcast there, but also have special content that is only available on the website, um, and we're very excited about that. So if you, secret friend, would want to be a contributor, uh, whether it's your uh, words, your face, uh, your art, or whatever, and would like to be involved with our group, let us know, and we'll let you know how we can do that at the end of the show. But we are very excited about secretfriendsunite.com. It's good stuff all around. But you know what's even better? I mean, I can't even front is looking at this comic book cover from The Incredible Hulk from the early 90s, number 327. Uh, there's some Fabio scenario going on here. It's a combination between <laughs> green Fabio and then like jamming a fork in an electrical outlet. I mean, w- what's the story? Well, it's very interesting, Charlie, because um, we, we are going to be uh, broadening our horizons with new guests, new uh, celebrities and people from the world of nerd. And one of those people is Al Milgram. And he actually wrote this title. Uh, Steven Geiger was the penciler for this issue. But Al also did the cover. Um, I believe this might have been one of the first issues that came off the Peter David, well, it would have been oh, off the John gotcha. Byrne Iron Man. Uh, oh, Byrne, gotcha. Uh, early, yeah, early 300s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so because of this, yeah, we basically got Hulk. Basically, it's almost like what if you've ever had, you know, your hands on a static ball and the hair just kind of sleeks out. We got Hulk has longer hair than I thought. Maybe he slicks it back with some ooze. But basically, <laughs> he's getting shocked by Zax. And Zax was part of what, the Unmen or what was their, the name of the group? Was it the UFOs? The, 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 no, the, the Annie Men. Yeah, the UFO. No, the Annie Men. Uh, 
No, the UFO. Well, the Animen were, they weren't. Those were uh, Count Nefario's people. Right. That, yeah. Uh, went after, uh, after the the Avenger, and, and they were yeah, they were animals. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, Andy you Avenger, are yeah. wrong. It is not the UFOs because the UFOs include Vector, Vapor, X-ray, and Ironclad. So Zach was a standalone. We're not wrong. You're the one who said it. We're all we're, we're all wrong. <laughs> oh God. Gotcha. Let us share the blame. <laughs> yes. Let's let's all just lump it together so Todd doesn't have to take such a hit. <laughs> yes, but Zax was basically Hulk's nemesis, who was full of electricity, um, and apparently it says, when Zax attacks, what a shock. <laughs> oh, oh, hey yo. This I is a great cover, you, guys. Yeah, it is a very fantastic cover. Uh, and apparently, they around this run, uh, the Grey Hulk came back. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know why. The previous uh, cover had him fighting Rick Jones, who was also the Hulk at that time, which makes yep. no sense. Uh, you know that Hulk. was just a weird run. I can I can fill you in. I am a I am a Hulk super fan from the probably mid '80s through okay. Peter David's run. And basically, what had happened was they had split the Hulk off during John Byrne's era, and it was Banner and the Hulk separately, right? Oh, that's and right. And then they ended up uh, they ended up putting gamma radiation into Rick Jones. That's who this is with the uh, crazy hair, and. Eventually, Banner re-irradiated himself, but he ended up being the Gray Hulk again. And so that's why we've got Gray Hulk and Rick Jones Hulk. And a lot of like the early Peter David stuff had to do with chasing down the Rick Jones Hulk to de-Hulk him. Oh. And Hulk take his powers back, or take his, not powers back, but take his place back as the Hulk. Yeah. And, and later parlance, Rick Jones becomes... Is it a bomb or atom bomb or something? A bomb, yes. A bomb. And, yep. and again, I only know this because it shows up again. I told you guys right before we got on in the Marvel Lego games. He's right. a character, so that's how I know. Because yeah, when you have like Hulk, you also get Bruce Banner, and so when you hit the upper button to change characters, he goes, arr, arr, and then he pops into the Hulk. So it's the same <laughs> thing with with both a bomb and with uh, Thunderbolt Ross as the Red Hulk. So. Right. That, that that that's how I know. And this was this was actually one issue before Peter David's very first issue of the Hulk, which was kind of like a trial run before he finally took it over in 331. 328 was his very very first issue. And that's when uh, I think uh, then uh, Todd McFarlane uh, joined him as well around that time as well, right? 331 is well, or 330 yeah. was Todd McFarlane, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, and 331 I think was oh no 330 was when they both were on there, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so and and, and it's Good just times. yeah, Hulk and Hulk did not do a lot of journey of like transformation of like his identity and everything until really when Peter David came on. You had a bunch. Uh, basically, he was kind of one note for a long, long time. And the, you know, I talked, I, I interviewed um, Peter David oh, a couple of years ago now. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really neat to see him come on. So, yeah, uh, more good things to come. I really need to revisit the Maestro, but that oh, is for yeah. another show because that was a great issue, great run. So, yeah, uh, check out The Incredible Hulk number 327. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take it from that hair-raising adventure uh, on into <laughs> the rumors and news uh, with our gal pal, Madam Webb. So let's dance. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Madam Webb, I know you really enjoyed the eras of the Hulk. Bill Bixby, I believe, was a huge crush, and you watched on your magnet box every Tuesday <laughs> on CBS. I think she had a sorny when she upgraded, but I mean, what you know? What do I know? Well, it prevented <laughs> fall apart. 
<laughs> yes, Simpsons reference for the win. Oh, well, we get into the stories that Madam Web brings to us every week. And the first one, Rich, this is all yours. It's all me. It's the it's the Eternals. The Eternals dropped their trailer. I think it was the first one, right? Was this the first trailer for the Eternals, or was it? Yeah, there was a clip in the sizzle reel, but that really counted right for now. nothing, yeah. Okay. So they dropped the they dropped the first trailer. They had to drop the Avengers name in the middle or at the end of the trailer, of course, yep. because you know, tie, you, tie yeah. it in, tie it tie in. It in. It's all connected, right? And uh, but what they didn't they didn't really tell us is they didn't really tell us who the villain is. So there's a lot of speculation running around about who they could be coming up against. And the one that I like the best is the Celestials, which I think would really just kind of blow the Marvel universe just kind of open. Um, yeah. Eternals versus the Celestials. That would be epic. The other thing that people are starting to speculate about with this is, is this how we're going to get the X-Gene introduced? Is this how we're going to get the Fantastic Four introduced? Because, I mean, the Eternals really are they're the predecessor of humankind, right? Isn't that the isn't that their shtick? I haven't right. read much the, from there. The, the, the Celestials, uh, Todd, we just read one. Then they, It was an implantation, and they, their, their primary function is to take down deviants when they pop up, which are monsters or whatever. I mean, I just, I know I still struggle to really figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. The uh, celestials are kind of that, uh, uh it kind of reminds me of the, 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 the base like pillars of the, what created basically Marvel, their, mm-hmm. their universe kind of you go back to like the old, the history of the Marvel universe. You had the celestials, you had the Asgardians, uh, you had the Titans, you had some other groups, and you had obviously the 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 uh, gl- I guess the galactic pieces of it as well. Uh, what was the what was the group the uh, the tribunal like the living tribunal? Oh, no, the living oh, yeah. tribunal, ego, ego, the living planet. Yeah, all yeah. those like celestial bodies as well that were not the celestials, but basically all the people that kind of the, the watcher, the Watu guy. Um, all those things are part of kind of like the the core of what Marvel is based on in regards to the bigger bigger picture, kind of like their gods and things. And the celestials are a weird group of like robot looking things. And they created this race called the Eternals that was supposed to protect the Earth, and they fought the Deviants, which the Deviants uh, essentially were just not as powerful, but uh, could basically create strife. And the Eternals, that's their uh, normal enemies they go after. Um, And they've lived on Earth since the dawn of time. Potentially, yeah, we're part of the spawn of humans, but they have special abilities. And as the most recent comic, they die, but they can be brought back to life. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, this trailer guys, I mean, it looks pretty good. We got a lot of really cool, uh, actors in this. The resume of the Turtles is fantastic. Close out. Just run. She just won an Oscar. Um, and then we've got great actors and, you know, Kit Harrington going to be the, the black Knight, and all these things coming together. But ultimately the trailer told us nothing except we've been here and we haven't interfered. Honestly, I like it better when they don't tell us things. I think that, like, when you look at, like, Thor Ragnarok's trailer, they gave away too much. Like, they shouldn't have ever told anybody that the Hulk was in it. Because then the audience members' reaction could have been the exact same as Thor's in that pit. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, holy crap, the Hulk! You know? And... But we didn't. We weren't given that opportunity. So I like what they're doing here. I like that they're just kind of teasing it along. And maybe there will be some surprises. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, you know what? You know, and, and I know I posted this on Twitter and then also on the Facebook group just recently, and more than one poster said, you know what? Marvel prints money. They know what they're doing. They're going to make something out of it. It's going to be something. So the, yep. the only really flub they've had is the Inhumans, and that wasn't even a movie. Yeah. So, no, but it was supposed to, and then they pulled uh, it back. Yeah, yeah. And it came into Marvel TV, which which totally bombed. And 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 I will say this: I mean, the best thing we can hope is they just take the concept, but they really ignore the source material to, to the most part, because the source material there's just not much there in regards to like characterization and things we love about these characters. I I think just let someone go to town and give these characters personalities and just let them have fun with it if they do that they'll succeed if they stick the source material you'll get a downer that's less you know it's they'll have less personality than the asgardians and <laughs> the asgardians you know beyond thor and things often were a hard sell so i think mm-hmm. we can go there and yeah the villain there's no iconic villain for this uh, for the eternals it's the deviants and those are essentially just a bunch of you know monsters so right. yeah mm-hmm. don't know you know what we will find out as we always do, things evolve. So anyway, oh, yeah. moving yeah. on. O- Oxford, you got a juicy one. What's up? Yeah, this is pretty cool. Edgar Wright, um, who most people know for the Cornetto trilogy, which is, you know, Shaun of the Dead, then The End of the World. We also have Hot Fuzz. And after that, he made Baby Driver, which was his own separate movie. And he was supposed to make Ant-Man. That original mm-hmm. footage we saw of the concept for Ant-Man is what Edgar Wright did. And then he's like, I don't want to be constrained in what I can do by a studio movie because they're just going to do what they want and I have to maintain it. So he walked away. So that basically – but he laid the – what Ant-Man should be, and that's why I think it's successful because he kind of put that out there and people love that idea. Uh, so basically Edgar Wright's next film is going to – and he also did Scott Pilgrim. Sorry, I don't want to ignore that. That is a huge, awesome film. Yeah. Absolutely love the dude. Uh, he, he just has a good touch in regards to the world of nerd and just really gets it. Well, this next film is kind of a surprise. It's called Last Night in Soho. It's got a trailer, and it is essentially almost like a time travel horror film um, in a way where this woman starts imagining herself in like the 60s. I'd 19, say. 1965, and I know that because there was a billboard for Thunderbolt. James. All right. Yep. Yeah, downtown uh, was was playing the background, and mm-hmm. she imagines herself as Anya Taylor Joy, which you know, uh, hey, everybody's sweetheart, sorry. right? Yeah, she's just on Alive, and I I, yeah. I I just had an out of body experience. She's only twenty four <laughs> years old, so she's legal. It's okay, I but mean, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic, and then she starts seeing herself as this this main character starts seeing herself as Anya Taylor Joy, and it goes from there. And Matt Smith is in this movie. And it's very haunting, and it turns into, like, a horror film. I'm really impressed, and this is something he's never done before. I mean, unless you include Shaun of the Dead or The End of the World. But this feels a little different. I like this. I like that we have artists trying new things, and I'm really drawn in, and this is coming in October. So you know what? It's perfect timing for a horror film, and I love a visionary like him doing this. So I'm excited. What did you guys think? I mean, I you know, I didn't, when I saw the thing, I'm like, oh yeah, Edgar Wright and whatever it is, a horror movie or something. I watched this trailer, I was enraptured. The horror stuff is very big in this house. April's a huge fan. So this is definitely a must-see for us. It's very exciting. Who is playing the modern, the actress who's the the modern day, the girl who's having the vision? Is that an actor of note? I couldn't quite uh, figure out. Good question. Don't well, know. No, no, yeah, no need to look it up. We will, we will get it figured out. But yeah, no, that's, I think this is totally awesome. I'm excited. 
Yeah, same. I mean, anytime you mention Edgar Wright to me, I I'm there. You don't even have to tell me what it is. I'm going to watch it. Um, Ed, Ed, Edgar Wright films a picnic basket. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'll watch it. I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Hot Fuzz. Doesn't matter to me. Good movie. Hot Hot and he, is such a good movie. The fact oh, that yeah. he wrote it too. I mean, that speaks volumes. I mean, he right. writes his own stuff. He directs his own stuff. It makes me think of like, and he and he seems like nothing seems to be like the same the same thing again. You know what I mean? Like he did a police buddy comedy. He did a horror comedy. He did a sci-fi movie. He did an action movie. Now he's doing a straight up horror movie. Like he, he strikes me as kind of like a Danny Boyle type oh, yeah. director. Mm-hmm. He's going to just have his fingers in everything, you know, like I'm going to try out all. I want to try it all. Do Can't wait until he directs uh, Eddie Murphy's The Clumps Part 3. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it'll be the dramatic comeback. So uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, talking about, now I feel like we're riffing like on Weekly Planet. We got some Star Wars news for you, Todd. I know you love Star Wars because that's always the gag. The one host hates Star Wars just like Todd does. Uh, but yes, we're finding that one of the nine pro- uh, projects that was announced a few months ago uh, has uh, gone the way of the dinosaur. The Rangers of the New Pro- Republic is off of the slate. This would be uh, the series focusing in the quasi Mandalorian time period. Uh, likely focused around the character of Cara Dune, uh, played by uh, Cancel Culture's sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry to say it. Uh, <laughs> Gina Carano. Um, but yeah, this one's gotten bumped. Um, so not really much going on right now with that. Uh, you know, not a, a hell of a lot of uh, information about that. Lucasfilm has kind of declined to comment. Um, but it's not tremendously surprising that, you know, there's, there's certainly stink around Gina Carano. Could have something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but the thing is, they've got a lot of other, you know, irons in the fire. Uh, let's try to not, you know, I, I can already predict Todd's talking point, so I'll just keep talking over him. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we are getting the book of Boba Fett later this year. Uh, Disney Plus does have in production and or uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Alkalite, a Lando series. Um, the, the bad batch is on right now. I wouldn't say it was revolutionary, but we have been cu- talking about over on uh, the show that Todd calls the Holocronicles, the Holocron Chronicles on our network. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't feel a tremendous loss for this one, especially if it was going to be focused around that actress, which is just, just kind of hard for me to look at her now, um, being that everything. And particularly if you, if you get Aaron, who is our partner over on Code 47, talking about Gina Carano, that's a oh, real Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. So, yeah, that's um, yeah. So th- this is no this is no big whoop to me. I, I could care less. Yeah, this the to me this seems like because there was there was talk for a little while about maybe she might be coming back, and uh, this just seems like Disney just ripping up like the script right in front of her face, going no 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 you're not no you're not coming back you you are done <laughs> you get nothing good day sir yeah I mean yeah. ma'am. Sorry. You're fucking done, son. Oh, sorry, <laughs> um, Todd. Your your thoughts? I, I don't don't say don't don't say what I think you're gonna say. Um, I'm perfectly fine with just losing another show that, quite honestly, just feels like they're afraid to develop in other eras of Star Wars. Right now, they're they're big on the prequel era and this post Jedi, but not Episode Seven era. That's right. all well, they play in, and and yeah, we're gonna get right. the acolyte, which is obviously further out, and Rogue Squadron, which I believe is post episode nine. Yeah, right. I think I yeah. think that's the vibe. So yeah, you're right. I you know I I agree with you. I love that original trilogy era, but it has been every square mic, m- millimeter of that has been mapped out by the comics, by the books, 
but sense, nobody sense. reads those except for like maybe 10 percent of the fan base well right? that's it, problem it, it, well that, let me finish yes. what i'm saying is is that it canonically it's the base is covered so what else can you do because lucas adapt Film is, it for another medium that, well lucasfilm is <laughs> micro micro focused on continuity that is their thing so you're right they have to go into different areas in order to tell different stories and you're right they seem incredibly hesitant to do it so this is perhaps perhaps a step in the right direction because how many do they need three shows focused in the same five-year time period i mean it works in star trek but it seemed like it was going to be three shows about the same thing mandalorian boba fett and this is basically the same. It felt like it was the same stuff. Yeah. Or it feels like it would be non Jedi yeah. content, and you know, right. and quite honestly, where it's leading is going to get us different things. But like I said, if it frees up more people to do Star Wars in different eras and tell different stories, I am all for that. Like I said, we've gotten so little on the screen during the original trilogy, um, and regardless of comics and, and other mediums doing it, that very, like I said, very few people read. Adapting it to a screen where you get 90% of the people watching it makes total sense. You could take those stories, Charlie, that have been in the comics and put them on the screen because you're going to get that. You've got scripts, essentially. It's kind of like all right. the comics that are there in Marvel, well, and we can adapt yeah. the material. It, it, right. It's adapted the same way a book is adapted. I totally or, or even adapt one of the books. Or like you and Johnny and I were talking about earlier today, find a way to adapt, you know, adapt some of those EU, you know, the EU titles that weren't crappy Absolutely. or the concept. Use the concept of some of them, because, again, what's the famous – and, Rich, please feel free to weigh in. What's the famous talking point about, talking point about the EU? 75% of it was crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So take that 25% that's salvageable and do something with it. It's they need to bring Mar- yeah, exactly. They'll, well, they need to bring Mara Jade in. They brought Tarkin in. The, right. I, had, I, shared that, I shared an article uh, oh, a few days ago. It, okay, but look. It was. It didn't say we got this covered on the article. It was. It was in another. It was on another website. And then, of course, digging, I didn't babe. click. I didn't click onto the link that they that they embedded in their story. <laughs> and it turns out it was from we got this covered, which oh, is absolute bunk. And I but, know. It's, but okay. it's okay. I love you. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love you too, buddy. And <laughs> like the but like you bring Mara Jade in, you got it. You got yourself a whole bunch of people that are gonna be really happy. And right. you can do things with her that you know. I mean. She's part of that EU. She's like like Tar- like um, Tarkin. What was I just thinking of? Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. You you do other things with them. You do other things with her. You know, I'm. She doesn't have to become Luke's wife. I mean, I'm sure that that's what all the neckbeards want. But you know, they, she doesn't have to become Luke's wife. She could just be there and then I don't know, die before you know the sequel trilogy starts or something, or go off and Ahsoka Tano things or something. You know, who knows? Well, regardless, I will say this. Kathleen Kennedy is so scared of touching anything in the original trilogy because she knows that she is walking on glass, essentially, to touch that era because she feels like fans hold it so dear to their heart that it will eventually lead to her downfall. And I disagree that it's just silly that we do. And Filoni only loves that those weird character in that era. And I don't know. I I just don't hold Finaloni up to this highlight era. I feel like what he's done in other mediums, I kind of feel like repeating the same story beats uh, and I'm just kind of tired of it. So I just want more voices like uh, John Favreau, quite honestly, mm-hmm. and other people outside of the, the, the iconoclast of star Wars creators, bring other yeah. people in, give them the voice. Oh, well, we're going to move sure on. Enough. 
please. This is a DC super blast, gentlemen. So I'm going to go through these stories very quickly, kind of what's happening with DC, and then I'm going to wrap them all up, and I want your uh, take very quickly on these. So the first story is HBO Max, and this is the first tone, is bringing up a lot of new animated content that's original for HBO Max. The first one is called My Adventures with Superman, which looks very cute and very fun, but basically is going to focus on uh, Lois Lane and Superman without kids. So you think about like the Smallville, some of these other episodes, but this is really going to be them kind of like Lois and Clark, but in an animated form and just enjoying that era. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Jimmy Olsen is going to be along for the ride. And they're just going to be having a lot of fun with it. Uh, and it's going to be coming out very soon, uh, probably like 2022. And this should be very interesting. And guess what? Jack Quaid, who's voiced by the boys, will be Clark Kent. Lois Lane is Alice Lee. And Jimmy Olsen apparently has not been voiced who he will be. So this is the first announcement. Very cool. The next one is Batman uh, is getting another animated series but by Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves. New series also coming to HBO Max. We've got some uh, art that showcases this image called Batman Cape Crusader. It looks very much like the original artwork of Batman in the comics by uh, by uh, by Mr. Kane. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is very cool. Uh, next story, we've got uh, T- uh, Titans Season 3 premiering in August with new villains and heroes. Uh, essentially, we've got um, Mad Men alum Vincent Carthizer will play Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Actress Savannah Welch will play Barbara Gordon. Uh, Jay LaCurgo is back. I uh, will be Tim Drake. Uh, and they'll lo- drop alongside, obviously, our heroes we've seen before in previous seasons uh, as well. So this is going to be a lot of fun, and we've been waiting for this. So August is when Titans return. Very exciting times, folks. Next, we've got DC's League of Super Pets, which is a movie which they actually debuted an image (laughs) of it in um, the the DC fandom. And Dwayne Johnson is going to be playing Crypto. (laughs) I'm in! Yeah, there was a a Crypto the Superdog cartoon on Cartoon Network. There has been uh, DC Super Pets uh, uh, comic books and different things. But this is essentially going to be including, get this cast, Batman's Bat Cow. Flexi. That was in Lego Batman 3, so yep. I know the character. Flexi the Plastic Bird from Plastic Man. Wonder Woman's <laughs> Kangaroo Jumpa. <laughs> Green Lantern's Chip and Bidge. Uh, uh, the Flash's Turtle, What's It? And Aquaman's Big Old Seahorse Storm, maybe. Flash has a turtle? <laughs> Well, these are just jokes they're making with the Metropole. But this could uh, be a lot of fun. This is probably this is going to be a lot of people that brought, uh, you know, like a Batman, things like that for DC in those movies. I like it that they're, uh, you know, dipping into the the, the silly and the funny. Uh, that's kind of cool. And then lastly, the Batgirl movie uh, is now back on track. Sans Joss Whedon and has added the two bad boy uh, for life directors. Ew. So, and this is going to be HBO Max, obviously. Well, HBO Max eventually, Warner Brothers first on the screen. So there we go, guys. That's the DC News Blast. So any of these really jump out at you? I mean, you know, I, DC, particularly when we're talking about animated projects, always blows me away. I'm always finding something fun and enjoyable. I know that Justice League, uh, that Justice League bit just came out, the Justice League World War II, or Justice Society. Yeah, I want to see just that. Dropped. 
yeah, yeah. I'm dying to see that. Uh, Titans, we loved. I mean, we we watched it on DC Universe. You know, that died off and it went around. And then earlier this year, we caught up with season two and just absolutely loved it. So season three, how could it be, you know, anything but awesome? So DC does get the small screen stuff really right where they seem to really flounder on the big screen the majority of the time. So I am down with all of this stuff. Super cool. Love to see, love me to see the rock as crypto. I'm down. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So a couple things for me with this, first of all, JJ Abrams, no, thank you. Um, I, JJ basically tr- destroyed Star Wars and then tried or Star Trek and then tried to destroy Star Wars. And I think I'm done with him. Yeah. But, fuck him. Oh, sorry. Dad. Oh God. <laughs> I will say this about JJ. He made Star Trek relevant for a certain amount of time and brought in a different audience. You shut your face. You're talking to the wrong two guys to make. No, you're talking to the people that are they they want new people to watch Star Trek, not the same old dudes been watching. Richie, Richie, kick his ass. Oh man, I look. There's you can't just change the whole property. That's the whole. That's my whole problem with what he did. He changed the whole thing from cerebral to action, and it was it was like Star Trek light. It was like. Sure. It was, it was like it was, his, it was it was it was a movie versus yeah. Star Trek trying to turn an episode into a movie. Uh, anyway, so I would say those Star Trek movies better written, better directed, better acted than any other Star Trek films. Rich, I'll be, I'll be there. Rich can you I gotta drive go. up there, drive up there and kick his ass. That's enough. Name of is any Star Trek actor better than anybody else? There. Extra, the acting class is raised. I will extra, say. Extra, no, no, read the room, babe. Just let it go. <laughs> Just I'm let not it go. Blinded by fan. I'm not blinded by let, fandom. Let, let it go. Let it go. John JJ. We no. Rich brought it up. He's the one that brought it upon himself. It's all so Rich, fault. excluding JJ. Yep. But Bruce Tim, good or Batman Tim, thing. Yeah. I'm in with Bruce Tim. Yep. I, I like it. I, I I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I I'm I'm definitely in when it comes to Bruce Tim. I just. I, I hesitate when I see J.J. Abrams' name. I was all I was all excited about him with Super 8, and then I saw what he did to Star Trek, and then he went over to Star Wars. He did okay to start off with, but then he made that Episode 9, and he buried that series, too, and it's like, come on. I blame Can't we have anything Kennedy nice? for not being able to hire a good director for the last two. So, Kathleen, oh, wait, did I fail? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Kathleen Kennedy, though, she like Kathleen Kennedy has a huge track record. I mean, she did some yes, amazing she's stuff. Lost how many directors on the back end for Star Wars? How many directors left and caused Solo and lost the one guy? I mean, she is a horrible Star Wars record, though. <laughs> yes, I would say that. I suppose that's probably a time. Uh, we'll just talk about that another time, I think. Cause I don't want to burn the whole time with that. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, Super Pets, I'm all in on Super Pets. That sounds hysterical. And I love that there is something like Super Pets or the League of the Super Pets in the DC world, the DC universe as a whole, because all the people that like to talk about how DC's darker and more disturbing, and then you have Super Pets. So, <laughs> go. You've got yeah. Lego. They do yeah. a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're not so dark. Come on. <laughs> but Batgirls, their directors, the directors from Bad Boys for Life. That movie was terrible. Ah, well, it's it's bad boys. I don't think there's a bad a good bad boys movie. <laughs> that, that's honest. very true. You went from Michael yeah. Bay to these guys, so you, yeah. uh, good point. Point taken. I think, I think they level set. Good, good bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> good bad boy. I think that's all I got for those ones. But uh, yeah, 
All right, Todd, take us home. There's something super about this next story. I can smell yeah, it. Yeah, this this one's kind of neat. Uh, I uh, Basically, Highlander is getting rebooted. Henry Cavill apparently has been tied to this franchise, which it's funny. It's it's I've been poking uh, the, the the beast a little bit in the group because I say it's, it's I've always wanted another uh, <laughs> movie or property, <laughs> a first Highlander movie. And oh. you're like, there's more of it. I'm like, no, there isn't. There really <laughs> there's isn't. not. Because it's, it's, it's fanfic. It must be it, fanfic. The, the rest of the movies were horrible, and the TV series were like Cena, the Warrior Princess. They are not good. Ah. They were extensions, and they were something to watch at the time, but they were not good. Uh, the only thing that was good about those other things, they got to use the Queen song. Beyond that, they were Knight Rider-level trash. Oh, God. What? <laughs> yes! Come on. You're laying in the Knight Rider now? <laughs> no, no, I like Knight Rider. At the time. Okay, all right. Kit Car. No, but I'm talking about the, like the, 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 what is it, the Highlander Raven and all those series. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Look, 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 at least the second one was fast, right? <laughs> Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. I'm Ooh, sorry. Boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not really that sorry, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so anybody who has never heard of Highlander, it's really simple. It's about this uh, Scottish. Uh, guy played by christopher lambert which is so funny because he's a frenchman who doesn't have a scottish accent uh basically is killed uh comes back to life and he's basically ostracized by his clan because you shouldn't be a zombie uh, so he gets walked and he basically tries to find his place understanding he's an immortal and he finds uh which i think is really funny he finds um our favorite sean connery playing a spaniard who has no Spanish <laughs> Sent, who is also was it, Highlander. Was, was it Zardaz? Pretty much. Oh God. Yeah, and he has no span. You know, he has no Spanish accent, but he's also alive in a Highlander too. The whole point is there's supposed to be one, only one Highlander. Uh, they live forever, and you have to kill anybody else with it by chopping off their head, which because you get the quickening, which gives you all these powers. And yeah, I mean Clancy Brown's the Kurgan, which is these other Highlander-like type creature that tries to hunt him down. It's got an awesome soundtrack. By Queen. It's in the 80s. It was cool, and they made a lot of bad other additions to the franchise. Um, it's a cool concept. I hope these Queen uh, thing, but I mean, they, they can do a lot better with it than what we've seen. Sounds a lot like the Crow franchise in the 90s, where the first one was good, and that just went straight downhill. No, they they so, made nothing else. They only made the first movie. Oh, somebody, yeah, some yeah, people could say that about the Matrix. We can we just not make the first movie? I'm sorry, I'm a notorious <laughs> nature Matrix hater. No. You didn't like the first one even. I just found it to be so hackneyed and ridiculous, and it just did not do it for me. Wow. But that per, personal opinion. Yes, we we disagree on that one, Rich, but that's okay. No, I didn't like no, the no. other ones either. So it's okay. <laughs> I like the first one. Yeah. So there you go. It's coming, folks, with Henry Cavill. I mean, he's really setting himself with a bunch of different franchises. So hopefully this one works, and hopefully uh, it's better than the others. But please give us Queen. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> yes, please dig up Freddie Mercury, use the cloning apparatus, use the reality stone, whatever it takes. We need him back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that is it for the news. Now it's time for us to pivot and check out our favorite geek establishment. That's the Geek Easy. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, and those who have been vaccinated can no longer have to wear a mask when they're sitting at their table. So this is good times the cover band's finally playing without masks on their face we can all hear the good jams so with that rich anything you're geeking out about this week 
I, you know, I was, I've geeking out about a lot of things, but the thing that I'm geeking out about the most is, and I know you were just, we were just talking about this kind of stuff with, uh, with the Star Wars novels and the comics and there being only a certain percentage of the, uh, geek population or the, the fan population that reads them. I'm one of that population. And, uh, right now they've got a, they got two really good things going for them. They got the High Republic era, which is this whole multimedia thing going on. Uh, Paul and I just read the, uh, the very first, book light of the jedi over on our show and um now we're gonna dive into the war of the bounty hunters which is in the comics and this is we're 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 doing it right now too i just read the it's the prequel five uh they did an an issue for every one of the ongoing titles and i just finished vader and afra i read those today nice nice so I, I love it. I love the idea because I, you know, I wasn't quite sure. So I got the alpha issue and I read through it and it was so uh, good. Oh my God. It really was. The The writing was fantastic. The art was fantastic. Steve McNiven, he's going to be doing the main mini series that goes with that. And so is Charles soul, the guy who wrote it. But, um, and I've still, but the end of it, I still wasn't quite sure I was going to follow the whole thing until I read like the blurb at the end. And what they, the way they described it was, this is Boba Fett, versus the smugglers it's boba fett versus versus the rebellion it's boba fett versus the empire it's boba fett versus everybody and i immediately thought this could be the redemption of boba fett because he is one of those characters that has lived only by reputation he has done absolutely squat in the whole time that we've known about boba fett in fact he got his ass beat sorry i didn't mean to say that he got his butt beat um on a skiff over a sarlacc pit by a blind guy you're right. Not not is it not what we always consider Frodo's years to be not an ignominious uh, right. demise. Not right. exactly so. Um, right. But yeah, this, this, has, is, this is, looks good, right? This is the first long form Marvel uh, comics crossover. Todd, it's kind of like one of Marvel's regular crossovers. So it's like you know, uh, Secret Empire or uh, or the uh, you know the War of the Realms, except for hopefully not as long. That they're cross <laughs> they're crossing over a mini series, and then you get your extra bites through the five main titles. So yeah, exactly. So admittedly, even in the run up, like three of the five of them were like, I'm remembering this flashback when I bumped into Han Solo. So okay, <laughs> the run up is not vital. You probably would do just fine to read the miniseries, but the tie-ins again, I think uh, that Rich and I are of the same mind about Dr. Afra. I love the character cause my wife loves it, but the title is boring as shit. So this, this, uh, th- th- this tie-in was not even a tie-in. She was wrapping up her normal story. And at the end of it, they're on their way to join the story. So it's like, so you're uh, saying the book is bad, but you like the character. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I agree. So is she really that great of a character? Uh, I think, I think she's done some great stuff. Okay. You know, but I would say if, if the character can overcome not great writing, then I would say, is that a great character or is it a one good idea? Not a great character. I think she plays better as a guest in a couple. Okay, of there you go. There right. You go. Yes, yep. she is absolutely, yeah, absolutely a supporting role character mm-hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. Yep. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack, <She's>, Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do not delve into the Marvel comics. Um, that is just something, or you know, the Star Wars comics specifically. It's just something I have no interest whatsoever. I want to see my Star Wars big on the screen, or I want to play them in a game, but really don't dive into the uh, literary version. But that, I like that, it. I'm, I'm glad you like it. That 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 is their cash grab, touching all the corners. So, and I'm right there uh, with them. 
<laughs> Grab and, and that's what they're supposed to do. Make yep. the, the, the build a series by giving more content, different avenues. Right. You can only have so many TV series and so many movies. So put yeah. more stuff out there for fans right. who love it and have the lore exist. Yeah. Perfect. Be all be all things to all people. Well, Absolutely. Todd, Todd, you and I are going to one two punch the rest yes, of this. We are. Rich, Rich, unless you have anything else, I'm sorry. No, I'm good. I'm good. All that right, was, cool. That was my pitch. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Todd, you and I both. Uh, did you watch all episodes of this, or did you just get it started? I only watched the the, the premiere of Modoc. Okay, I, then yeah. we, I I will not dig in. But uh, you know, much like uh, you know, it's the kind of setting the pace. It wasn't like oh man, you had to crunch at all. But uh, yeah, Marvel's Modoc uh, over on uh, Hulu uh, is uh, a stop motion uh, animated program. Uh, much like uh, Robot Chicken, because Seth Green was involved in producing this. It's uh, by the th- same production company. Yeah. Same oh, production nice. company. Okay. This is outside of the MCU, so no need to get your knickers in a twist. But it is my spirit animal, which I got yelled at somebody once for referring to this gentleman as my spirit animal. Somebody on a post <laughs> of a friend said, well, uh, that's social, that's uh, cultural appropriation right there. I'm like, are you kidding me was i really was i really <laughs> a person to be your spirit animal anyways that that makes no sense really it's, so let's it's, move on it's an expression but regardless i love pat noswald he is playing modoc oh, yeah. uh, th- this has a fantastic voice cast including uh melissa fumero you have uh wendy M- mcleod mccoven from the goldberg so you have a lot of those same folks seth green gets himself in the mix um but it's just a wildly satirical take on uh, on Modak, who's the uh, murderous organism designed only for killing. I can never remember yes. what the acronym means. Yes. Um, but this is fun. This really gets into, I loved, and Todd, you'll see this as it goes on, how they just start cherry-picking those super-duper old-school, like, Tedder Demolian shows up. Wonder Man is in there. They have the Melter. They have Angar the Screamer. They have, like, all these <laughs> super weird niche Marvel characters coming out of the woodwork. So yeah, we sat down and slammed all ten over a couple of days just because we had it on and you know we were having lunch or whatever it is. And so I just enjoyed it very very much. But it is, without a doubt, in the greatest scheme of things, completely irrelevant uh, to anything happening <laughs> within within what you might see uh, in the MCU and on Disney Plus. But super duper enjoyable for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first episode. Was funny. My son was actually watching along with me. I'm like. Wow, this is a little bit adult, and it's very gross, but the level of production is a step above the robot chicken stuff. You can definitely tell they put some more money in this. Um, the, the voice cast is awesome. The the, the jokes are hilarious. Uh, they nail it versus, you know, when you see, like, uh, a lot of animation, animated comedy things, it's like you have to wait until like maybe the 10th the episode before you're like, Oh, it's finally funny. This was funny at launch. So I, I give them all of the, the kudos for making this work. And I'm glad this isn't tied to the MCU. They could do whatever the hell they want. Sometimes being tied down to something bigger means, Oh, you can't play with him because he's doing this. It's just like pull in whatever you want to pull a rabbit out of your hat. Like Charlie said, because maybe Marvel is going to use Angar in a future uh, MCU Disney plus show. It don't matter. This is on Hulu. It's for adults, and I hope they... It's the wild, wild west. Yeah, I hope they do more with this. The concept, it is weird, though, with Hulu. I can't figure out why they drop all at once, where they don't drop everything all at once for their other shows. I think it's usually one one episode at a time. I don't know. So confusing. Disney Plus doesn't drop all at once. So I don't really understand this. 
I agree with you. Like the wife and I love The Handmaid's Tale, and that comes out every Wednesday. So it's like we're early risers. So man, that's what we, before we even turn the lights on in the living room, we're watching The Handmaid's Tale, and that is like job number one when we get up. But it's every Wednesday, and it just intensifies that suspense for what's gonna, you know, oh, I got another seven days. Like it was a real big. There was a real big bit between. Last week's episode is segueing into this week's episode, and it was like what, we had to wait those seven days for it. But it keeps you interested, it keeps you motivated. And it was that same way with WandaVision, it was that same way with uh, Cap uh, and the Winter Soldier. So, I, I, I have come to absolutely agree with you, Todd, that you, you're gonna you're gonna squeeze out the maximum buzz uh, by doing it that way because, again. Marvel's Modoc, you know, people are not maybe they're not they're not even talking about it at all now. And if they were, I mean, because typically with a show like this, if it gets better, more people will hear about it's good. They'll catch on. They'll talk about it. I'm like waiting for the next episode with this. If it's dropped all at once, it's probably going to lose any buzz it got and it'll be long forgotten. And and I'm hoping it gets second season. But that's a problem. Will it? Because if nobody's talking about it, Marvel's going to, you know, Disney Marvel's going to be like, well, nobody cared after we dropped it. Well, yeah, because you dropped it all at once and didn't really advertise. I know there's a lot of advertisement for the show, but it just takes a, a show like this is so weird. It takes a time to find its groove and an audience. So, yeah, I worry that this one will get lost in the shuffle. But you know what? I enjoyed it. So when I'll I'll go back and watch more. It's 22 minutes long. No commitment. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then yeah. moving on. Speaking of things. Rich, that... did you watch this movie? Uh, uh No. Nope. Oh okay, God. so do you care if you're spoiled? Nope. Not <laughs> okay, even a little. Because <laughs> other, otherwise we can, we can do the... Spoilers, uh, everyone. Spoilers, no, spoil everyone. So, I don't care. <laughs> uh, this, was, uh, this was on Netflix. I'm hoping, is that correct, or HBO? It was two and a half hours. <laughs> two and a half hours of absolutely... And again, really, Rich, if you don't even want to waste your time, watch the pitch meeting absolutely. By, by Canadian by uh, by Canadian uh, Ryan George. Uh, okay. And that will, that will break it all down for you because... <laughs> Even by zombie movie standards, absolutely nonsensical. Uh, you, you've got the basic plotline. You know, the, the film kicks out. Uh, you've got some newlyweds driving driving down the road. They get in an accident with an army convoy, and everything explodes. Well, what happens is that a zombie gets loose. Uh, they're outside of Las Vegas. Flash forward to a few years later, one zombie has transmogrified all of Las Vegas, but the U.S. government has contained it. So they turn it into basically escape from New York. You know, uh, you know, Las Vegas is no longer part of the USA. Uh, they're going to nuke it to get rid of the rest of the zombies. So it's already real weird to start with. So anyways, this uh, Japanese, is, was he a mobster? Uh, hires He's a casino Dave, owner. He was, was casino. Cas- he owned the casino in question that right. they were doing a heist for, and, and this, is a, so, this is a so this is a zombie heist film. Which is in so Vegas. great. The, the casino owner needed a heist on his own vault. Well, because um, he said, "I already collected the insurance on this cash, so I want more. I want the actual cash because it's unaccounted for, and 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 Las Vegas essentially is its own domain, so I can send in." this group to get it. And I'll give them 50 million of the 200 million that I'm right. owed. Right. But again, what Ryan George pointed out is why, why did the safe need to be hacked? It was his safe, but I don't, but, but that's I, part I, of the fun, Charlie, cause you but, have to, when it comes to heist with oceans 11, you got to get those really cool characters that are witty and entertaining right. and really iconic to be on your crew. And so were the, any of those characters in this movie witty or iconic? No, 
that's must be why at the end they were all dead. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what. So they they get into Vegas. I love I love Tignataro as the helicopter pilot because we love her over on Code Forty Seven because she's in yes. this we never stop singing Tig's praises. We love Tig. Uh, so even for her short bit, really the best part of one of the best parts of the film. But yeah, there was there was nothing that was clicking in this movie. I did love that Shades from Luke Cage was in this. I oh loved yeah, it. I'm like oh he's back yeah. and he's playing the most you know yeah. obvious type of character. Right. It was we were picking off before they went in like he going to die, he going to die. And at the end of it, I think everybody's dead. Unfortunately or fortunately, but well, yeah, they go, not everybody as we know. Doesn't yeah. d- doesn't the daughter the daughter lives at the end. Daughter but anyway. lives, yeah. Right, well, but you know we're putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, they get into Vegas and yeah, we got we got smart zombies, we got robot zombies, we got, get, we got yeah, we got hibernating uh, zombies, zombies dried out in the sun like a like an old piece of chicken that when it rains <laughs> they get wet. But it's like, when does it rain in Vegas? Right, exactly. Well, oh. maybe maybe toxic rain. So once every five years. Anyway, oh, nothing wow. in this movie makes sense. They don't get the money. They don't escape with their lives. At the end of the day, it's just Todd. <laughs> what's it worth? I I don't get it. Oh, it, it was horrible. I mean, it had nothing original. Wasn't even clever was way too long. I mean, 45 minutes in, and they're finally going into, uh, you know, Vegas, Central. What? Yeah, and everything what? they've done is like, oh, it's a big heist. No, it's not. Essentially, they just skip ahead all these things. You'd like to Charlie point. They have to crack a safe that gets a German, but I'm like, it's the casino's owner's safe. He said, this is what you need to do to open up. It was just so many <laughs> things are just wrong. Watch the pitch meeting, because, uh, but it, but it is kind of weird that you know, apparently this is the first Zack Snyder film that doesn't require a Snyder cut. Yet, yes. I would like I would like a Snyder cut that is like ninety minutes shorter because that's all the scene <laughs> was a like Snyder, an hour uh, long. A, a Snyder cut that Dallas reverse Snyder cut. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, no, uh, I agree. Yeah, because and I just I just don't understand. And, and you know, every time he's had complete creative control to make a movie, they've all been subpar and boring. Yep. Yup. Right. So yep. I just and I just can't understand why people still put money into this guy. Ugh, why God. they think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, the best movie he's made also happened to be led by a script and screenplay by James Gunn. Right. That is the only reason why that movie succeeded. And mm-hmm. he just had to be a good and he's a good cinematographer. He can really do a, a lens. But all of his ideas just landed flat. And and, it, and guess what? The ending song was rich. Oh, oh th- th- this was this was the winner. This was the winner. Well, I couldn't even think. It's got to be. Uh, hmm. it, it's it's a total misnomer. Um, it's the song by the Cranberries. Oh, it has you nothing didn't let to do guess. with zombies. Oh, that, well, he just said he didn't know. It has nothing to do with zombies. That's right. It's the song Zombie. Oh, Jesus. They use Viva Las Vegas. I mean, everything was spot on. Wow. Uh, none, none of the characters were good. None okay. of the actors were good. It was bad. Right. It was, here's yeah, the thing. It was, sorry. No, go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, here's the thing about Zack Snyder is he is a music video director. That's yes. where he comes from. And he never knows where to stop. Right. Like, he like, <laughs> he just, I don't know what it is about him. And he always seems to, after his movies tank, complain and say, well, they never let me finish it. They never let me do my vision. He's doing the same thing with Sucker Punch now. I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, but, oh. But, 
they I need less in that movie. Yeah, they all so much ex- less. So they much already less. did an extended cut of that movie. What like what what else is there, Zach? Where else like it, it, and at some point you need to learn how to be concise and tell a story rather than just pile everything in. Like in like the Justice League, Zack Snyder cuts Ju- Justice League. <laughs> There were things in there that didn't make any sense. It didn't need to be in there. The Martian Manhunter stuff didn't need to be in there. It was just fan service. The Flash thing where he saves Iris West, and we don't even know that it's Iris West, and grabs a hot dog, and he he applies for a job. Why is that in there? Who cares about it? Yeah, I I, I would think Zack Snyder, if he's going to succeed in the future, I think, to get some work, he's going to just make TV episodes and have, like, 85 episodes and make them 45 minutes long. But you know what? If you like him, guys, you know what? That's perfectly fine. We just am not. A, we just have not seen anything from Zack Snyder that says he's more than he has ever appeared to be. But from that point, we're going to move over to the Thunderdome, where the mutants have been vaccinated, and so have we. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. <laughs> well, well yes, quietly, this yes. includes May releases. Yeah, so that's, that's that's all it was. So, yep. all right. Yep. Uh, let's get it going in five, four, three, two, one, go. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we are kicking off the summer movie preview. And this is a weird year because, uh, you know, obviously theaters are a little bit flux right now, but we've got some big movies actually coming from theater. But we also have movies streaming at home if you don't want to leave. So we're going to kick this off with what's actually launching this weekend, which in time, if you listen to this, you'll actually be potentially watching this in theaters. The first movie is Cruella. This is basically the origin story of Cruella de Vil. Uh, kind of in a take from the Joker, where she is entering into the fashion world. This is coming to Disney Plus with their, uh, I believe it's their ex- access rental, uh, yes. premium rental, whatever we call it, mm-hmm. and also like that. in theaters. So there you go. If you're interested, let us know. Mm, all so right. Got the Qu- next one. Yes, yes. Quiet Place Part Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be. Uh, what the hell did Johnny call it last night? I'm review was tuna versus the monsters. Tuna uh, versus- <laughs> so this nice. is, yeah, this is a continuation of the stories where uh, you're living in a world where monsters kill you. If you make a sound, uh, tuna died in the first movie. Now, Emily Blunt. Charlie, don't spoil it. Baby. People have not seen it. What? <laughs> that, what are you talking about? The movie came out two years ago. Uh, okay. But at any rate, okay. Okay. Todd and his little rules. So anyway, uh, this is the first big one that my wife said she's dying to see this in the theater. So we're actually going back probably sometime next week to see this. So that is cool for me. We'll see what that looks like once we get there. Yeah, Something only good. in theaters, no streaming option at launch. Uh, I think I'm going to skip over the spare parts thing, but um, I'm going to go with the uh, Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It as the next Woo! one. Yes, because uh, that's the so this is this is the the continuing story of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were um, well, you know, that show where they they like Ghost Hunters on TV. This was the, the this was before there was a show called Ghost Hunters on TV. And uh, this is, I guess, the fourth in the series of films. Third it's proper, called, there was an Annabelle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it it. it my wife loves these movies, so I'm going to end up watching it. It's going to be in theaters on June 4th. It's going to be on HBO Max on the same at the same time, probably for a oh, month yeah. like the other ones. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we'll probably end up in the theaters for that one too. But apparently, this is going to have um, 
courtroom drama. It's going to be a courtroom drama. I wish they would do the courtroom drama where the uh, Warrens got sued for their um, antics, their stuff, their antics. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to watch that. I like it because you're like they're doing all this good, but it's like, uh, you killed these people or somebody died. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. Good times. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, this next one is kind of weird. It's called Samaritan, and we know almost nothing about this movie, which is apparently coming out June 4th. Sylvester Stallone uh, basically plays a different kind of superhero movie, uh, and that's the, the synopsis is a young boy learns that a superhero who has, was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle, a battle 20 years ago, may in fact still be around. Uh, yeah, we'd like a trailer, please, because that's very <laughs> weird. But it's also, is it going to be one of those, is he or isn't he a superhero? That could be uh, annoying, even with Stallone. So it's coming out. We don't know where, but it's happening. So is it going to be Rocky Seven then? Is that? Sure, yeah. why not? That we sure, thought he was dead after his not? last battle. and Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rocky, Rocky 17. All right. Well, I'm going to keep, I'm going to jump a little further down the line here to something. Oh, this is a stream. This is a streaming movie. Um, Luca. Is the streaming Disney movie. Plus only. Disney Plus only, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's about a boy who wanders out of the ocean uh, onto the surface world. So this is a, an updated version of Splash, Pretty perhaps. Much, yeah. um, so it sounds cool for kids. And again, how do you really track if something is a big hit if it's streaming? Um, you know, non-traditional revenue models, I suppose. But uh, this is the first big movie i i think that has come along in at least a little while for disney plus that stream that that is specifically for streaming so this is not going to be in the theater so we shall see yeah uh pixar's uh, a big movie again soul wasn't in theaters and now luke is not in theaters i don't think pixar's right. very happy about that oh well uh next next i'm gonna go to uh i'm gonna skip uh peter rabbit if you want it you know what it is i'm yep. moving on uh fast nine uh, we talked about this during our, our movie pick, and we actually, folks, we're going to have a movie wager between the Secret Friends Illuminati, and we're going to potentially have a podcast to talk about uh, what we think these movies will perform in a future episode, so more to come on that. But in the meantime, we talked about the fact that the Fast 9, uh, the Fast Saga, is launching on June 25th, already launched overseas. It's huge. The fact that now they're basically saving money by not having less syllables in consonants and <laughs> making sure you know what this damn movie is. If you're in, you're in. If you're not, you're not. It's all about family. June 26th. Oh my goodness. Oh dear God. Oh, Rich, <laughs> the right. next one. You got to check this one out. Where will I, in? Yes. I, you know, I watched the trailer for this. I wasn't quite sure what to think because werewolf movies, I love werewolf movies, good werewolf movies, but most of them are hit and miss. This looks yes. like a hit. Uh, it, well, it, yeah, it seems like it is a, it's it, the, the, well, the pitch is a small town with a sudden werewolf problem. That sounds <laughs> I fantastic. Hate when I get that, the werewolf problems, right? Like, I mean, if you can do this in kind of a silver bullet or howling type vein, this could be really fun. I'm, I'm all in on this. I'll end up watching this one. June 25th. Charlie. It's going to be in theaters. And Charlie, it's got your girl from the AT&T commercials. No. Oh, yeah, God. she's in there. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Her. And, oh, yeah. Wow, really? I okay. see yeah. her looking so fine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but you got to talk about the next one, Charlie. This is well, pretty cool. You see this one? I'm, America, well, the motion picture. I was gonna say I, I, I had kind of skipped over, but yeah. 
uh, from the makers of Archer, retelling the foundation of the United States, uh, starring a buff George Washington, Channing Tatum, along with Sam Adams as Jason Matsukas, uh, Ger- Geronimo uh, as uh, and Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is Olivia Munn. Oh my goodness, this, this sounds pretty crazy. So that America, I can never... F, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. But I was going to jump forward to this next one. I look forward sure. to it. So go, no, uh, yeah, I'll grab that one too. So. I love the Purge movies. I'm thinking, yes. you know, we, we just missed that with Trump. You know, I feel like that would have been that would have been up and coming had that gone on. So um, so anyway, we saw the last couple. Of, they're, they're all super dumb. It's like the Final Destination movies. It's there. There's no substance. It's just new people finding ways like the Purge. How could this go bad? Or, you know, Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs won't eat us. You know, so <laughs> the, yeah, that that's basically what this is looking. So this is now. Uh, taking place in a small Texas town after the purge has been uh, eliminated uh, in a small Texas border town. They're keeping it going, and the couple who's the subject of our movie kind of stumble upon it. So, whoops! See, what, what could go wrong in a Texas border town? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, all right. Here, uh, and, and we're on to one that you were talking about, Todd. Yes. Uh, yeah, this one's kind of cool, actually. A trailer just dropped today: The Tomorrow War. This is actually a Netflix release. Chris Pratt plays a soldier recruited across time to form an elite squadron of t- temporarily displaced commandos tasked with fighting for a future Earth ravaged by alien invaders. This is kind of the like the reverse. It, it, this is basically they they are taking people from our time and recruiting them to basically fight a war in the future. We have to win or the aliens will win. It looks actually pretty good. Chris Pratt's decent and. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie could be pretty good, and it's free It's if you have Netflix, so there's nothing to lose, and it looks like it's got some production value, so I'm all, I'm all in this. I, I will watch it. Rock and roll. Well, there's a, there, we're tossing a softball here for the next one, Richie. Go for it. Oh, well, I got the easy one. I got Black Widow. What do you have to say about this? Black Widow? Marvel? Hey, everybody loved Black Widow. Everybody hated, oh, can I spoil Endgame with this? Should I spoil Sure, Endgame why not? Okay, well, everybody hated... You're saying that the Black Widow trailer dropped in 2019? Oh! (laughs) Something like that, yeah. A little too late, maybe? A little too late. But, I mean... I mean, what do you have to know about this? It's Marvel. You're gonna, your butt's gonna be in the theater if you're a Marvel fan. Even if you're not a Marvel fan, you know somebody that's a Marvel fan. It's gonna drag you to the theater. They're gonna get their money. We're gonna find out about uh, about Nat's past. We're gonna find out about the Red Room. We're gonna find out that there's more than one Black Widow, and we get David Harbor as a washed up old Russian superhero. Uh, what's his name again? The Red Red Guardian. Um, Red Guardian. Red that's it. And he he. I mean, he looks the part. It looks great. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to be there. My butt's going to be in the seat. Butt in seat. Well, Todd, nope. speaking about a jumping butt, why don't you take on this next one? <laughs> yes, yes. For those of you kids that love uh, animated characters in the NBA, you're getting Space Jam, a new legacy, with uh, basically thrown crossover with it looks like um, Ready Player One. They're just putting all the WB properties. They're going to be fans of watching uh, LeBron James and his team of tunes take on the weird aliens to save our world. Thanks to Don Cheadle bringing us all together in July 16th in theaters and HBO Max. That's all I need to say. Ooh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this next one, I'm going to jump down to Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania the Transformers crossover. Oh, wait, you're, wait, 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 wait. You're, sw- you're skipping one, Charlie. That is actually really interesting. Uh, we'll go, go you know what? I love that. 
you uh i was gonna say you oh oh okay old this is coming out on july 20th you're growing old wasn't scary enough just wait till the concept finds its way to the hands of <laughs> m night Shyamalan. ah no he's weaponized aging in a new film about random people on a beach oh this is like the where they where marky mark fights the wind oh, i don't know i don't know about this oh, can't God. fight aging or right. can you fight aging yes exactly all right okay so you know what I, I've seen I've seen I've seen all of his movies. We'll see this one. You, you got me. You yeah. Got and me. everything he does is always interesting, whether it's good or bad. We shall <laughs> see. I think uh, it was funny because um, was a split really engaged people. Yeah. And then Glass kind of split those people again. So we'll yeah. see if old is, is once again, is it the what is it? The what was the, the weird movie where nature killed us? The happening. The happening. Well, the, that's it, what I was just talking happening? about. Or well, the that was the wind. That was like that was. It the was plants, the right? no. It was the yeah. It, no, it was the the wind and the plants. Yeah, it was the trees. It, I call it the crappening because that's pretty, yeah. There's a guy that goes off about hot dogs for like five minutes in that movie for no it. reason. It it's terrible. Yeah. I, my my wife is gonna watch it. I'm gonna make her watch it. Sure. Just because you know I'm a I'm a masochist. All right. <laughs> so who's next? Is it me? Uh yeah yeah it who's is yeah next, because is it rich? I don't know. Go for it. Okay, I'll t- I'll take the next one. Rich takes the next one. Uh, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Uh, Gennady Tarkovsky, who I loves everything he does. I like Hotel Transylvania, but it is kind of low hanging fruit. Very goofy, very fun, yeah. very family friendly. Um, but this next movie is taking the franchise, which apparently the last one did even better than the other ones. Is basically taking a reverse where it turns. There's basically uh, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, wants to be a monster, a device turns him into a monster, but turns everybody else into humans. Let the uh, wacky hijinks ensue. So, high jinkery. Well, this next one is very near and dear to my heart. Which is I, uh, rich. Which is no, rich. No. So, let, let, let Charlie do this. No, one, I want huh? Rich's take on this. Wow, armchair warrior. Rich, go ahead. Oh, God. Okay, so G. I. Uh, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, is the reboot of the G.I. Joe franchise. I am not a G.I. Joe fan, so I... But look, they did Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Now they're doing G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes. <laughs> Guys, it didn't work out the first time. Why are we doing this now? And mm. and wasn't the... wasn't Didn't, like, G.I. Joe Retaliation, didn't that have Snake Eyes Origin in it? Uh, I suppose if they're... Why not? Is. I don't it's I, I I'm I'm thinking we're in reboot territory, so we'll probably yeah. chuck it all. It's coming well, out on July twenty third, so Snake Eyes is talking this time. It's like look who's talking. What? Snake Eyes is. Yes, exactly. Oh so uh I'll jump into this next one. Uh we talked about this obviously uh between you, me, and Johnny when we were talking about our pro so the, the Disney. Jungle yep. Cruise. Uh, on July 30, you know, Disney made billions off of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, you would think that uh, they found a way to make theme park rides translate into something interesting. Um, we will see. Um, because, again, like we were talking about last night, not, n- there's no roadmap for anything that's going to happen this summer in the movie theaters. When was there ever anything that shut movie theaters down for a whole year? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't and, – and and even at that time, if it was, you know, 20 years ago, there wasn't streaming to, to pick up the slack and take its place and to have releases find its way over there. So it's definitely very weird. Don't know what's going to happen, but uh, there could be there could be an audience for this. There could not be an audience for this. We're going to have <laughs> to see. I think they should have just ad- ad- adapted the um, the Weird Al song. No, the, the Weird Al song. The um, Oh, God, what's it called? But he sings about how he's – 
No, no, the one where he oh. uh, talks about being the uh, the tour guide on the uh. Jungle Cruise ride. It's Skipper Dan. That's what it's called, Skipper Dan. Oh, oh my! Just tell God. the story of yeah. poor Skipper Dan how he wanted to be like you know a movie star and he ended up being like doing the same tour over and over and over and over and over again every day. Yeah, this that is for like Jumanji and Mummy combined. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next movie is is very interesting. I'm really intrigued about this one. It's definitely not for Charlie. Uh, Green Knight, King Arthur, uh, nephew Sir Gawain, played by Dev Patel. It's all too custom being in Presence of Legends. Uh, basically, we get this movie that is really it feels like more like a horror film than it does feel like a fantasy film. Where basically you're taking that type of um, uh, audience playing with that myth of the Green Knight. Um, it looks really weird and freaky. I'm really intrigued. Uh, coming July 30th. I will wait though. It's until it's on VOD, but I like that they're doing these type of movies because um, I don't want another telling of King Arthur. I like to see that area and they play with different characters. So I'm all in on the Green Knight. Tem Patel's awesome. So we'll go from there. Let's move to August, gentlemen. So the first August yes. movie is The Suicide Squad. Charlie, that's you. Ooh, I guess. Well, uh, you know, th- this movie, the first film did, and this is even necessarily part two, but the first film. Uh, made made money, but was not exactly a critical success. This time around, we're coming back around with James Gunn, uh, the guy who made The Guardians amazing. Uh, and the trailer to this, which we got a few months ago, looks super duper delightful. This is August 6th, both in theaters and on HBO Max. So again, you know, you've got a huge tentpole movie that people can just watch at home. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Who doesn't have HBO Max right now? You know what I mean? Or who can't pick it up for, you know, 10 bucks for a month and save the funds on on seeing a film like this? So you just don't know. But again, uh, you know, new characters, including a talking shark that eats people and says yum yum. I mean, (laughs) this one is going to be an absolute blast. I'm fired up for the Suicide Squad. And there's no uh, Will Smith and there's no creepy Joker. So I'm down. Isn't isn't the shark played by Sylvester Stallone? It is. Yeah, it is. He's, King Shark. Yeah, I love I'm it. I'm all over it. I'm all over yeah. it. <laughs> and, and and I think the great part is HBO Max is now like they don't care if you where you watch as long as you pay them. So right. they're very happy to take fifteen dollars a month to watch HBO Max and movies and then hope you forget to unsubscribe because apparently unsubscribing to services is the hardest thing ever created by man. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. As we've, as we've learned, people complete. Charlie and I are, are members of the cord cutting group, and it's just like every mm-hmm. day it's like, why? We're just going to go back to cable because it's too expensive. I'm like, no, just unsubscribe because you don't have a long term commitment. Okay, right. It's, it's it's month to month. But moving yeah. on. Oh, yes. here's, one, here's one that feels like it's in, been in production for years. Which one? That be? Free Guy. Free ah, guy? that movie. Well, it's not been production. It's just we had a trailer and then like they held it back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, this is Ryan Reynolds' vehicle that uh, where he's basically plays a uh, video game character that is uh, is kind of self aware. He becomes kind of aware that he's in a video game, and um, I don't know. It just looks like a Ryan Reynolds' movie. It looks like he's going to talk. He he breaks the fourth wall. That's what he does, right? That's why he's so good at Deadpool. And uh, yeah, so I'm sure people that like Ryan Reynolds will be in the seats to watch this one on August 13th. It feels like live action the Lego movie, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Right. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's Emmett. Oh my goodness. All right, <laughs> what's next? Are we scrolling down to We are Candyman. Candyman, yes. Ooh, oh my goodness. Boy. Ooh. Yeah, and this is another one, big holdover from uh last year. I feel like we got a trailer in like the spring. I mean, we were talking about this like a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, this is bringing back uh bringing back uh 
the, the concept it was the Candymania, staring in the mirror and say his name three times, and maybe he shows up, maybe Beetlejuice shows up, I don't know. <laughs> Hook-handed killer, but it takes place in a, I think, an abandoned tenement slum, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to yeah. Remember. Yeah, Cabrini, Cabrini Green in Chicago, yeah. Yeah, there you go, exactly. So so anyway, Rich, it sounds like your wife is into horror films. My wife is into horror films, so we're going to oh, yeah. this one. Definitely. I'm 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 all I'm way into horror movies as well, so this right. is uh, this is my thing. And Candyman, the original with Tony Todd, fantastic. Uh, I'm into this. I'm I'm going to be there. Yeah, it's gotcha. interesting. With uh, you know, we do get like what uh, it did really well as a horror film in the summer. Yep. Um, that actually went to September, I think. But you know, um, are we going to have a lot of horror films for October? Would have made more sense to move this to September? I, I mean, don't know. I, I, it seems like it would be a sounder way to kind of test the waters but alas you don't know yeah. you know i mean they, they, they've got to do they got to they got to jump in at some point so used to be yeah. all horror movies were, were pretty much exclusive to october or at least right. shortly thereafter you know and, and you get the well, poor decision to put one in november and it's like what right are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah exactly well ho- hopefully the things will start to realign once people get you know the uh, they get the blood out of their eyes for trying to get back in the theater when we get normal life back together a couple seasons from now you're right well, that's exactly what we'll see so i hope so so does that does that take us home is we that got, about- well we've got an interesting one we got actually two more one's not okay. actually listed here but i'll go with the next one it's called reminiscence it's set in a near future ravaged by raising rising sea levels nicholas played by hugh jackman a man who uses technology to investigate and relive people's memories finds himself falling for a client may played by rebecca ferguson but when another client's experiences implicate May in a series of violent crimes, Nicholas finds himself thrust in a dark and personal investigation. You know, Hugh Jackman's a huge star, and the fact that we know nothing about this movie, no trailer, being three months away, it seems kind of hmm. odd. August 27th, maybe they felt like they aren't sure about when this is actually going to launch, but really will. This is August 27th, the end hmm. of the summer, essentially. So I'm curious. I mean, he did, like, what, The Tree of Life? He's done some other things that have not been huge, but... I think this guy doesn't pick bad projects typically, so we'll still see where this one goes. But um, if, if you're interested in probably the more of a heavier thinker, this movie. But if you're into the punching with the Marvel Universe, Charlie, what can they see to end their summer? Which one are you talking about here? Oh, it's not listed, Jack- but Shang-Chi. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's not listed. Yeah, yeah. Shang-Chi and the punching rings Ten of rings. whatever. Yes. Punching uh, rings. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is yeah a big kung fu punch him up. Uh, it's funny there there wasn't even a Marvel connection in this trailer the way that there was in Eternals where they had one throwaway line. So you know they're really going for broke. They're kind of stepping outside the kind of the same way that Doctor Strange did where there was no no real connection. But again, Marvel making a different kind of film but something that's still composite to the overall universe. It'll be enjoyable in a way, even though kung fu movies aren't ex- explicitly my thing. Obviously, I'm going to see it, and I'll find something to enjoy. So that mm-hmm. comes out in August. No, it's, it's September 3rd. So it's that's not Labor Day weekend. That's not so. Absolutely, is That's the very end. Very end of summer. Hey, can I can I do an honorable mention for Don't sure. Breathe Two? Absolutely. Yeah, Don't Breathe 2, if you haven't seen... I don't know anything about this one other than that it's probably going to be a rehash of the original, but if you haven't seen the original Don't Breathe, you should watch that. That movie I really, really yeah. good. So that's the one about the dude, and it's his house, and there's yes. people breaking in. Yeah, super fine. intense. Yes. Yeah, super intense. Really good. Ba- really. Basically, is that a reverse, a, is that a reverse uh, psycho it's killer? A, it's, well, it's a true life, the quiet place with no monsters except this guy. 
Yeah. Who's got like a crazy basement full of like the monster? Weapon, weapons and shit. His basement is like it's like the TARDIS. His yeah. basement's so big. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, he, so. He's the who he is not the victim. He is the predator, right? Goodness. Holy cow. So yeah. all right. Well, that's about that about wraps us up, yeah. Yeah, we are out of the Thunderdome, and that takes us out of our topic of the summer movie preview. If there's movies we missed that we should check out, let us know. But obviously, this will be a, an evolving topic. We will have a movie wager update, most likely in a podcast format, with our team to walk you through the summer uh, events and where we think they'll fall in a future episode. And then we'll bookend the summer with our results. So stay nice. tuned for that. There's more to come for, I would say, the most... Uh, interesting summer in movie predictions that we certainly have ever had in five years of, of doing this. So, um, so yeah, with that, uh, I'm going to take us up on out of here. Richie, uh, my partner, my blood brother, talk to me a little tiny bit. Give yourself a plug when you're not recording with me over on code 47. Where do the people find you? Uh, you can find me on a view from the couch, which is uh, all of your favorite, you know, I, our, uh, podcasting, uh, Whatever, uh, whatever those things are, apps. That's what it is. Right. Apps. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, uh, and also on uh, Great Disturbances, which is a Star Wars podcast I do with my buddy Paul uh, from the cities. I don't live in the cities uh, here in Minneapolis or Minnesota, but um, but we do. We talk Star Wars. It's very stream of consciousness. Charlie and Todd have both been on, been on that one. And such Todd, a, such a fun show. Todd, you've been on the uh, you've been on view with the couch when my wife couldn't do uh, Mortal Kombat. You stepped oh, in, man. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to my guest shot on View at the Couch, babe. I'm, I'm right here. You know where to find me. I know where to find you, man. <laughs> Good deal. Well, folks, I'm going to take us up on out of the show. Thank you, as always, uh, for joining us. Uh, Todd was poking me before the show that this bit goes on too long, so I'm going to stream and line it down. <laughs> Todd mentioned that we do have a website, secretfriendsunite.com. That's where you're going to find everything uh, about SFU, including our four great shows this one, which comes out every Friday, co-op mode every other Wednesday. Code 47 is Star Trek. That would be on Mondays. Holocron Chronicles of Star Wars. That would be on the other Wednesday. Co-op mode is about video games. Sorry. All that stuff, you find it over on the website. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter, at SecretFriendsU. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think about what we were talking smack about. All kinds of different stuff, including the summer movies. Give us your take. We want to hear it. We've also got a great merchandise store over on TeePublic. Uh, when this episode drops this upcoming Friday, just prior to Memorial Day, there is a sale window going on for five days through Monday, the 31st. Up to 35% off of T-shirts, uh, hoodies, stickers, notebooks, wall art, uh, onesies for the babies, kids gear, just all kinds of great stuff. Unfortunately, no hot pants. Sorry, Todd. No hats. Sorry, Rich. But no hats. They, Damn it. They, they do make a lot of great stuff. So uh, proceeds from that do actually benefit uh, keeping SFU going, uh, keeping the website going, and other content that we're looking to provide. So please jump on in there and support us and support uh, the Secret Friends Network. We And we thank you for it. Uh, I'm going to say thank you one more time. And uh, as always, sharing is caring. And to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Summertime and the living's easy. Big time. Big time. Big time.